Light beer, dark money. Agree on something. Politics, culture, and the intersection of faith, freedom, and free enterprise. And now, live from the Star Worldwide Network Studios, here are your hosts, Light Beer, Chris Clements, and Dark Money, Sean Noble. Welcome back to another episode of Light Beer, Dark Money. I'm Sean Noble. And I am Chris Clements. Today we have got a special guest. We have Congressman Andy Biggs, live from D.C. He's been in the news quite a bit. A little bit. Just so, a little bit. Congressman, you are yeah. uh, mounting a uh, what would be considered a tough challenge uh, for the speakership against Kevin McCarthy. Yeah. What? Uh, how have we gotten here? <laughs> <laughs> so some might say it's a chaotic... Um, Quest, and that's fair. Look, um, you don't have many times, many opportunities to actually change the trajectory of a place like the United States House of Representatives, which then would have an impact on policy. And but this is one of those. Um, so a couple of years ago, when we were in the minority, a, a number of people were saying, "Well, maybe we should change our leadership because they keep doing the same thing over and over again." And you know, and Sean, you you've worked there, you know about how this goes. We haven't done a budget in 25 years yeah yeah and and that's led a move from it was 18 trillion dollar deficit when i came to congress it was probably 11 trillion dollars or uh somewhere in that neighborhood maybe eight trillion i think it was 15 years ago mm-hmm. and now it's 31 and will probably be if you really get the real numbers look like closer to 33. so you have to change something and um following the budget control act of 1974 that'd be a good thing right um <laughs> It, you know, and and we can't get our leader to do anything like that. He won't leverage anything. We're while you and while the three of us are talking. I don't know when you're going to air this, but while the three of us are talking, there is a suspension bill on the floor. Uh, for most people that don't understand that, that that means that that you don't have a normal uh, voting process. Yeah. It's an accelerated process to spend eight hundred and eighty-five billion dollars on military and woke a green new deal uh, apparatus in that bill and export that around the world it's the national defense authorization act running on suspension could you have ever imagined that in your time working in congress sean i, I could. yeah it's it is astounding i mean to have the defense bill come up with no rules uh, or with the <laughs> rule that says there's no amendments we are just you're all you get a chance it's an up or down vote period yeah. And, and that's, I, I mean, it's interesting because I, there's been a, a number of people have reached out to me and said, what, and what is Congressman Biggs thinking? And, you know, obviously I worked for Congressman Shattig, who also mounted a challenge against yeah. the establishment in leadership uh, when he ran against Roy Blunt. Now, in that case, uh, he, it was when DeLay stepped down, so it was for whip, and Blunt was kind of seen as the the heir apparent, Shattuck got in the race. It was Shattuck, Boehner, and Blunt. Shattuck drove it to a second ballot. Blunt believed he was going to get it on the first vote. Uh, it didn't. So all the, you know, Boehner had played a second ballot strategy, and that's how they ended up with uh, Boehner as the, as the whip at the time and then became leader and then speaker. This is a little bit more of a challenge for you because it's a straight up, and it's going to, it's going to be on the floor. It's not, you've already done the caucus vote, right? Yeah. 
Yeah. So the way this works, and a lot of people don't realize how it works, is is um, you go to the floor, they call your name, and you have to stand up and say the last name, the surname of the individual you are voting for to be Speaker of the House. Every Democrat will vote for Hakeem Jeffries. He'll get 212 votes. Mm-hmm. And everybody says, well, no, well then that's going to, that, you know, you guys, if you get 20 people off Kevin McCarthy when you only have 222 votes, 223 votes, maybe, maybe, um, then, then Hakeem wins. And that's not how it works. Because the way it works on a speaker's race is it's all the denominator. Mm -hmm. Uh, So what's in the denominator? You have to get to 218 at 435 vote. Uh, McEachin just passed away uh, on the Democrat side. So that actually lowers the denominator uh, by a half a point. But it's still roughly the same. You have to get to 218 right now as we speak. And and so people say, well, you're going to get a Democrat. No, you're not going to get a Democrat because in order to get a Democrat, you would either need to have uh, Republicans cross over and vote uh, overtly for Hakeem Jeffries, and that's not going to happen. Right. Or you're going to have to get people vote present. And in order to vote present, you're going to need 15 to 20 uh, uh, Republicans to simply vote present in order to uh, help Hakeem Jeffries. So now they're devising, say, well, how many Democrats do we have to get to get Hakeem there? You would need somewhere in the order of 50 Oh, this is I'm sorry. This is to help McCarthy because the rumor is McCarthy's working with some Democrats to try to get there. Right. You would need the order of 50 Democrats to um, vote present in order to get uh, Kevin McCarthy home uh, because you would reduce that denominator so much. I right. mean, we've done yeah, some, we've done the math that. on this. But here's the deal: Hakeem Jeffries is the the Congressional Black Caucus's. Um, champion, mm-hmm. and they've they've wanted something like this for uh, you know a, a good decade or more, and they're not going to let uh, Hakeem Jeffries be embarrassed by people walking over across the aisle in order to get Kevin McCarthy. I mean, it, it's it's all of the scenarios that are out there that are the scare tactics are actually just that they're scare tactics. Yeah, well, and I it is it, this is a great example of how deeply ingrained the establishment is uh, in Washington. It is remarkable because, you know, a lot, if, the, if you're looking from the outside and you don't know anything about the inner workings of Congress, you're thinking, well, Kevin McCarthy, he's a Trump guy. He's a, you know, how could he be a bad guy? Well, I mean, he's not a bad guy, but he is, you know, there is, there is so much that needs to happen on a policy front that people don't understand on the inner workings of Congress that you've pointed out. I mean, the fact that you haven't had a budget for many years, the fact that we've gone from, I, re, I remember when, uh, when Bush, there, you know, the, there was like a doubling of the, the national debt under Clinton and then under Bush and then under Obama. And I was like, oh my gosh, it can't get much worse. <laughs> it's Trump. three times what it was and when Trump I left there. Biden. Three times, yeah. like yeah. you said, thirty-three trillion dollars. I mean, it, it was eleven trillion when I was when I left working there well, in two thousand. And, and then everybody runs on, oh, we need to get back to regular order, but nobody has the guts to really make it happen. Right. That's that's exactly so. I I mean, think about it. I I can't. I could probably count on one hand the number of times I said the word trillion before I came to Congress. <laughs> You're right. You never thought about that. I mean. But it, but it, it's just going and monu- monumentally so. So we, you know, we've we've put out things like how would you how would you fix this place 
Well, you would you would actually get to back to a single subject rule. Mm-hmm. We, we've got this NDAA bill, and I was talking about some of the Green New Deal stuff and all that that are in there. But the 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 Democrats they want to put HR four, the John Lewis Voting Rights Act bill, into this this bill, National Defense Authorization yeah. Act. They want on suspension vote. That's I mean, unbelievable. I mean, we, we've gotten so far away of actually being able to transparently re, uh, represent our people. By the way, um, and it's, it's both sides, and that's this is the problem. It's both sides. So Kevin McCarthy, who I don't I don't have anything against him personally. He's just he's just not the guy for this time or this job. He has been in leadership for twelve years, for twelve years, and is, and nothing has changed. But when you start looking at it. Uh, you could fix a lot of this by allowing us just to, I don't know, have an open rule on the floor so you could actually bring amendments to the floor. Right. We haven't done that in more than six years. The entire time I've been in Congress, you cannot bring an amendment to the floor unless it's made in order. That is, that is unbelievable. And then I, I was listening to an interview with, with Kevin, I think yesterday, and, uh, and, and he was asked, you know, what's, what's your biggest accomplishment as when you've been in Congress? He was crowing about the fact he's gotten more Republicans elected than, than, than most people have. And I was like, that's you really haven't, that's not really an accomplishment. It's not really up to you. And, and by the way, um, we're in a big mess. How are you going to fix the mess? Right. How are you going right. to use your power when, a, if you are speaker, to fix the mess? Well, and I think that Congressman Biggs, I think that what you hit on with the uh, allowing a, you know, Congress is there to deliberate, to debate. I mean, you don't get a chance to do that when leadership decides to write the bills, put it through the rules committee, take it to the floor, and says these are the two or three amendments that can be in order, or it's on suspension. There are no amendments allowed. Uh, it doesn't give the American people any chance to kind of see, you know, where do my people stand? Because it forces Republicans or Democrats, depending on who's in uh, power, to say, well, I've, I can't vote no because it's got so much good stuff, but it's all got a bunch of crap in it, too. I mean, it just doesn't give people a chance to see the, the nuance of what's happening with the policies in our country. Well, Think of it this way. I, I, I believe personally that this is designed to do two things. Number one, um, the leadership has control and power. Okay, so they get that and and they want that and, and everybody wants a little power, I guess. But it gives them that th- authority. But the, the second thing is it, it insulates people from having to take responsibility. Exactly. In fact, that's what that's. That's what I'm told is is that Kevin says, well, we don't we've got members who don't want to vote on this. They don't want to they don't want to have to take these hard votes on the floor. <laughs> well, well, good grief! That's why you were elected, right? Why did you even run if you didn't it, well, want to take hard it's votes? It's sort of like what's going on in the Senate with the whole budget, anyway. With like, do we do a CR? Or we do an omnibus? It's like, well, well I think we that- can we can cl- we can clear <laughs> the decks, and we don't have to take any hard votes for the rest of the year. If, if, if we do a, well, just the, a big budget bill and, and it all is, the Democrats get everything yeah, they because, want. Because it's the, you know, say no, but hope yes yeah. mentality, yeah. Exactly. right? That's a joke. Yeah, that's right. I mean, think think about it. The biggest leverage that you have in a divided government or when you're in the minority is the is the spending, the mm-hmm. budget. Yeah. And, and by doing an omnibus bill that's going to last till basically the, 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 the start of the next presidential election cycle, you 
you just take it. You just given away all the the major thrust of our of our leverage against this administration. Yeah, and uh, you, you, they're doing it and in such a way that it's going to add to the deficit, uh, structural deficit, add to the national debt, give you a bunch of programs that nobody wants, um, and then when it's time to bring it back together, they're going to go back into the CRs. And they're going to say, "Well, now we're in this election cycle. We, right. you know, heavens, heavens, we, you know, we got to, we can't. Both sides will say we can't, you know, put this onto our our presidential candidates. So we're just going to do CRs. Yeah, you know, and you just go, well, this place is it, it, it seems irre, irredeemably broken, but I don't think it's irredeemably broken. I think it can be fixed, but it takes somebody, whoever it is, at the top." Just come in and say, look, we're going to start dismantling and, and democratizing, decentralizing power from from the the four corners here, which is mm-hmm. the, the leaders in the House and the Senate, and get it back to, to committee chairs and members of the committee so they can do their work and represent people and, and be held accountable. Yeah. Well, absolutely. We will be watching with interest how things play out, Congressman. <laughs> and uh, we too. wish you luck. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> wish you luck. Thanks. Thanks for representing Arizona the way you do. And, and thanks for your Thank service you. to our country. I mean, this is this is this is a tough this is, you know, a tough stance that I, th- I think you're making and you're 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 getting all the slings and arrows for it, too. Well, but, it, but it's a but it's a fight worth having. That's right. For sure. That's right. Yeah. We'll, well, see we how, appreciate we'll see taking, how it plays out. We'll yep. see how it plays out. We appreciate you taking the time. We'll check in later. Yeah. Thank you, guys. God Take bless. Care. Take care. Yeah. Thanks, everybody.